0: Hello again and welcome. In this podcast, we discuss *Out of the Bottom, the memoir of Londoner Graham Webb, an entrepreneur who overcame the challenges of the spinal bifida to become a hair industry icon. Join in our chat with Graham and listen as he reads from the book. This is episode 12. Greetings once again. It's fantastic to be back for another conversation with Graham Webb. Thanks for joining us, Graham. We're discussing awards and public recognition, including your investiture into the most excellent order of the British Empire, which is a British order of chivalry. Of the many accolades you've received, which
1: stands out? Obviously, the Royal Honor at Buckingham Palace. I mean, you don't get anything much, bigger than that because I was at the event with people that had got knighthoods and everything I mean we're all there together Um, I'm proud to be an ambassador for my county which is an official position uh, as a Kent ambassador you know speaking up for our county I've been appointed to a number of uh, important positions in public life like being made chairman of the Institute of Directors which uh, is one of our leading business organizations here in Kent. I was chairman of the Kent branch and also um, on different councils of the Confederation of British Industry, known as the CBI. And it was uh, particularly thrilling for me as a school dropout with no apparent measurable education that I was uh, a member for five or six years of their education and training and skills panel, where one sat and debated and tried to influence government on different educational policy within our country.
0: Those award ceremonies must have been amazing opportunities to meet other movers and shakers, especially the MBE proceedings.
1: I'm not sure that from the palace there, there were sort of people there that, I think it's such an incredible event that is almost above the normal networking situation. It was one of the few times that I've been anywhere where I wasn't sort of keeping one eye out on um, somebody I could sort of uh, get to know. Uh, it's, it's, uh, It's typically royal. It was sort of above all the politics and above all the things you'd normally do. But certainly in the other things I've done, like the Institute of Directors and the Confederation of British Industry, um, I took those positions on, not only because I thought perhaps I could make a difference and help others, but as much to learn and gain myself from the people I was with or people I met through that position. And uh, I think when you, on behalf of your company, who are the ones paying you, Uh, When you give up a lot of uh, the company's time to put honorary hours into these things, it's not um, incorrect to expect something back um, in the form of how you grow or what you learn um, and who you meet and how that might help later.
0: Why don't we hear a bit more of the story behind your Royal Awards ceremony? if you wouldn't mind reading a bit from the text of your memoir.
1: Opening letters at home, sorting junk mails from bills... I was taken aback one day to see an envelope monogrammed from the Prime Minister. The wording within was almost identical to my father's letter of 1965 and invited me to accept a nomination from Her Majesty the Queen for an honour called the MBE. If only my parents, the driver and the stoic, could have known. I was lost in a shocked reverie reliving my father's award and investiture, and mine to come, which was to be presented, for services to business and charity in Kent, my county. I had to temper my excitement with discretion until the public and press confirmation of the Royal Award a few weeks later on New Year's Eve. The announcement prompted interviews on BBC Radio and Television lunchtime and evening news, with me speaking up for the vocational sector, those facing challenges like spina bifida, and the importance of entrepreneurs making charitable efforts. My family and I are at Buckingham Palace, attending my investiture as a member of the most excellent order of the British Empire. Following my inclusion in Her Majesty the Queen's 2005 New Year Honours List. We drive in through the palace gates and park in the inner quadrangle, leaving daughter Hattie and son Brad by the car as only three guests are allowed inside the palace to witness the ceremony. Roderick and Charlie drew the winning straws with a crown on that Brad designed to decide who won. As they enter the palace with Mandy and me past the formally dressed courtiers, we marvel at the amazing paintings as we climb the stairs before I am led off into a special gallery for recipients. Mandy, Rod and Charlie take their seats in the state ballroom to await the arrival of Her Majesty the Queen or His Royal Highness the Prince of Wales. Recipients are now warmly greeted backstage by a very jovial man Colonel Sir Michael Ross, speaking very much the Queen's English, as he explains that today's ceremony will be conducted by His Royal Highness the Prince of Wales, and that he is always very chatty and interested. Sir Malcolm rehearses the necessary formalities, when to bow or curtsy, when to walk forward, and to not put one's hand out as a handshake, as one naturally would. And then we hear the National Anthem, the signal that His Royal Highness is about to begin the proceedings. Recipients watch the four TV screens in our gallery. As His Royal Highness begins receiving recipients, their name and citation being read out as they walk forward, we notice that several of the first recipients naturally try to shake hands and then quickly withdraw When they remember the formalities i'm glad i was not one of the first to be called sir malcolm explained that when his royal highness puts his hand out after speaking to you that is the signal for your time's up helped by sir malcolm's humor recipients seem relaxed and they even hiss when one recipient is received for services to the Inland Revenue. When I hear my name and citation, for services to business and charity in Kent, I walk forward, bow, and His Royal Highness says, it was spina bifida and the National Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Children, wasn't it? That completely surprised me, as there was nobody briefing His Royal Highness, or any notes around him about what charities I've participated in. I explain about my condition, and that I was very fortunate to have children. Suddenly, out comes his hand as he finishes by saying, I'm very pleased somebody noticed you, which I found very touching. After His Royal Highness had departed, recipients re-entered the state ballroom to meet our guests, and then we slowly leave the inside of the palace, meeting up with Brad and Hattie and the Buckingham Palace photographers inside the inner quadrangle, who take our official photographs, some of which are featured in my book, Out of the Bottle. It's been a day that a spina bifida school dropout kid, described by his school as bone-idle, Would never ever have imagined back in those dark days of his youth. For more
0: information about purchasing Out of the Bottle, visit grahamweb.co.uk. Profits from the sale of Out of the Bottle go to benefit a variety of charities, including those seeking to find a cure for spina bifida.